Welcome to Take Back Your Health, the podcast that empowers you to take control of your health. Your host, Dr. Richard Huntsman, is a chiropractic physician with a master's degree in nutrition and functional medicine. He has been helping patients in his clinic for years and is now ready to share what he has learned with you, sharing information to help you take control of your health and live your best life. Let's get started. Here is your host, Dr. Richard Huntsman. All right, today we're gonna talk about stealth infections. Now these little buggers can hang around with us for years. They can cause all sorts of problems and they can be at the root of many of our chronic illnesses. So I'm gonna teach you how to spot them in your own blood work. Nice part is this is simple blood work that most people have already. And so they can grab that copy of the latest blood work, look through these numbers and find out, is this something that they're dealing with? So what are stealth infections? Now, stealth infections are persistent, chronic, sometimes active infections that are able to basically hide from the immune system. They sit there, give us trouble, burden the immune system so that it's constantly having to fight these battles, um, using up its resources to battle these viruses, bacteria, fungus, mold, whatever it is. Now, this leads to ongoing inflammation, ongoing health complications, okay? Causes of these infections is basically, I mean, there's many, many things that can cause it. One that a lot of people have heard of or are familiar with is Lyme disease. Often goes for years before someone figures out that's what's going on. Other things like Epstein-Barr virus, candida, hepatitis viruses, parasites, mold, uh, mycoplasma. That's one that, that I see more and more. Uh, it's hard to detect. It's one that causes walking pneumonia, but there's many, many species of it. So all these type of things, and the list goes on and on. Basically, any virus, any bacteria can cause these type of infections. Symptoms of a, that you're dealing with a stealth infection can include many things. Fatigue, headaches, digestive issues, aches and pains, sleep issues, brain fog. Brain fog is a very common one. Inability to lose weight. Weight gain can be caused by this because inflammation is at the heart of much of our weight gain. Basically, you name a symptom, it can be caused by a stealth infection. So that's why we want to know if we're dealing with these things and what to do about it if we find them. So how do we spot them? This is where your blood work comes in. Now, when someone brings me their blood work in the clinic or virtually when I'm working with a client, the first thing I'm going to look at is their white blood cells. I want to know, is there a stealth infection going on? Now, this comes from what they call the complete blood count with differential. So you'll see it labeled as CBC with diff. The nice part about this test is it's very cheap. Usually you're looking at about a $25 cost on this test. Most labs, you can just walk in and get this test done. And it's going to give us a lot of information. And what the CBC is, is it measures the different cells within your blood, looking at the red blood cells and the white blood cells. So with the red blood cells, you're, you can also look at anemias with this, um, but today we're going to focus on infections. So we look at the white blood cells. Now, they'll typically di differentiate it into five different white blood cells, and they'll also give you the total white blood cell count. Um, that'll be, it'll say total WBC typically. And that number is important too. 
I look at that more on the acute side of things. If that number is high, then we think likely we're dealing with an acute infection. But often that number will be normal and someone still feels awful. And so then we look at the other white blood cells or we look at the different types of white blood cells. So those will typically be listed out in five types. Now they'll say neutrophils, lymphocytes, monocytes, eosinophils, and basophils. So we're going to go through each of those and how you can look at your own blood work and know if you're dealing with some of these infections that are hiding. So the first one we'll talk about is neutrophils. Okay, Neutrophils are the most abundant white blood cell. They are the first line of defense for your immune system against any infection. So they are the guys that get sent out as soon as something is detected and they go fight the battle. So often in an acute infection, you'll see them real high, but chronic infection, they will still stay elevated because they're out there fighting the battle. Now, a typical lab range for neutrophils is 40 to 60% of your total white blood cell. I don't want to be normal. I want to be optimal. So the range that I use is 45 to 55%. So we're tightening that window up. Now, anything outside of that optimal range is going to get me suspecting that we're dealing with an infection of some kind. Okay, now with neutrophils, we're typically talking in bacterial infection, okay, or an active infection um, will raise it of any kind. But if, if the total white blood cells are normal, when we look at the neutrophils and they're above that 55%, I'm thinking we got a bacterial infection going on. Um, and it could have been there for many, many years. Often someone with Lyme disease will show it in their neutrophils at about a 62% or even a 59, 60%. Okay, that's why I like those tighter ranges because if you're at the top of that range, even the lab range, it tells me there might be something going on. Now, low neutrophils, if we're below that 45%, typically we're looking at a B12 deficiency or a copper deficiency. And there are other, other things that can lower it. So that's why we look at the entire blood work. But those are two common ones to, to lower your neutrophils. Next, we're going to talk about lymphocytes. Now, lymphocytes, there's two types, typically. The T cells and the B cells. T cells control the body's immune response. B cells make the antibodies. That won't show on your blood work. It's, it's not that important to know that. But just give you a little background info. Now, the lab range is 20 to 40%. The optimal range, again, we want to be optimal, is 25 to 35%. So again, about half as wide as the lab range. Now, low lymphocytes, typically caused by a zinc deficiency, if it's something causing it like that. But another thing that can lower any of these numbers are, would be one of the other numbers being high. Okay, and When we're talking percentages, it all has to add up to 100%. So if I see neutrophils elevated, often the lymphocytes will be decreased just because we're talking percentages, okay? Now, total numbers are different, but we want to focus on the percentages. It makes it easier. So if your neutrophils are real high, your lymphocytes are going to be low. So that would be something to look at. But a common cause of high lymphocytes would be viral infection, okay? So if I see the lymphocytes up above that 35%, I'm going to look towards viruses, now, we often can't determine what virus it is. Sometimes we can pin it down to like an Epstein-Barr or something along those lines, but there's so many viruses that we could test 
over and over and over and not get to the the exact virus. It doesn't matter as much what the infection is once we go to treat it. Um, because most things that are antiviral are going to always be antiviral. It doesn't matter the virus. Other things that can raise our lymphocytes would be low cortisol or autoimmune conditions. So autoimmune conditions are, are outside the realm of stealth infections in that we treat them differently, but a stealth infection actually can cause an autoimmune disease as well. So we want to look at that. If our lymphocytes are really getting close to the same percentage of our neutrophils, then we're really thinking, all right, this is an autoimmune type thing going on and we need to address it that way. Okay, so the next one is monocytes. Uh, monocytes are just another, they, they kind of go out there with the neutrophils at times. Um, they just get called out when we're, when we're dealing with an infection. The lab range and the optimal range of these are pretty similar. Lab range is 2 to 8%. Optimal range is 3 to 7%. Okay. Now, with low monocytes, often this will be the case with anemias um, because monocytes are, are made in the bone marrow. And often if there's an anemia, there's a bone marrow issue going on. So also severe injury that's causing a lot of bleeding will lower our monocytes. Now, high monocytes... Obviously, we're looking at an infection, and they're not as specific. We just, if they're high, we might suspect infection if other numbers are pointing to it. But also allergies can raise our monocytes and autoimmune conditions and inflammation also. So monocytes are not as good at telling us exactly what's going on, but they can just be a pretty good indication that, hey, something's going on here if they're elevated or decreased. Now, eosinophils are next. Eosinophils, we're really looking at two things with them. They're very involved in allergies. So if there's an allergic response going on, eosinophils are part of that response. Also very responsible for fighting parasites. Okay, so our lab range here is typically 0 to 6%. Optimal range is 3 to 4%. If I see anything above 4 in the eosinophils, I suspect something. You know, if there's someone that is prone to hay fever or seasonal allergies, you know, that type of thing, then, okay, that would make sense why the eosinophils are elevated. If they're not someone that suffers with that and they come in with an eosinophil, even, you know, six or seven, I'm going to be looking at parasites. Parasites are often the cause of these eosinophils being up. I see it a lot. Patients will come in with digestive issues for years and years, and I'll glance at their blood work for 10 seconds and say, hey, did anyone ever talk to you about parasites? And usually the answer is no. And often they'll say, I asked my doctor about parasites, but he said we don't get parasites much because, you know, in America, we think we don't get them. Um, in, you know, more developed countries, we, we think parasites are more in underdeveloped countries, but that's not true. Parasites are everywhere. All of us deal with parasites every day. Now, if they're not, you know, big infection or not really burdening us too much, we may not notice, but parasites are in all of us. And so they can be the cause of chronic illness, especially I see them a lot with digestive issues. Um, if someone's been dealing with it for years, often parasites are at least a part of it. And so we want to look at those eosinophils closely and anything above 4%, I'm going to be suspecting that parasites are at, at the heart of their problem. Other things that can raise it would be fungal infection. Um, not quite as common, but it does happen in, you know, allergy type things, asthma, eczema, things like that. Low eosinophils, 
if the adrenals are really kicking out a lot of cortisol, that can lower the eosinophils and also alcohol abuse will lower it. Uh, last one we're going to talk about is the basophils. Now, the basophils are the least abundant white blood cell, uh, mainly deal with allergies. Okay? They are the only white blood cell that carries histamine with them. Uh, lab range and optimal range on this one happen to be the same. We want them less than 1%. So on basophils, we don't really look too much at the lower range, you know, when I'm saying less than 1%. Now, if it's zero, um, there's absolutely no basophils, that can come from an acute infection or a severe injury, again, bleeding. But typically, we don't see that. Usually, they're the 0 0.2, 0 0.3, 0 0.5, somewhere in there. Now, a high basophil, if we get up, you know, up above that 1%, usually it's allergies. Um, now, some people, if they dealt with allergies a lot as a kid, their basophils will just forever be elevated. And that's just what we've, we've seen in, in the research. But if they're, you know, if they're not dealing with acute allergies, and inflammation can be something that raises the basophils. Also, they will go up a little bit with infection. Um, but typically with these guys, we're thinking allergy and, you know, antihistamine type stuff that we need to work on to get the, the histamine levels down. So to recap, neutrophils, we're thinking bacterial infection if they're high. Lymphocytes, viral infection. Monocytes usually are allergy related, um, but also infection. Eosinophils, again, allergy. And parasites, those are the guys for parasites. And basophils we're typically looking at allergies if they're elevated. So the question is now that we've spotted it, what do we do about it? Now, I always recommend working with a practitioner that really knows what they're doing with stealth infections because they can be hard to treat. But there are some th things that people can try on their own. Again, consult your doctor before you try to treat anything yourself. For bacteria, I like oregano oil, elderberry, golden thread, golden seal, things like that. For viruses, my favorite is Camu Camu. Uh, this is one of the substances like the highest vitamin C content of just about anything. Um, you can get it in pill form. You can get it in powder form. But Camu Camu taken a few times a day really works well on viruses. Golden Thread also works on viruses as well as bacteria. Now with parasites, parasites I typically go with, there's a company called Cellcore. Um, I usually don't like to mention specific companies, but their parasite program is very good. Uh, that's the program I use with people um, often with parasites. We put them through a comprehensive program because parasites can be very difficult to deal with. They take root and, you know, you got to kill them. You got to kill the larvae. You got to kill the eggs. You got to get them out of you. And so there's this whole thing where you got to cycle 10 days on, five days off, things like that. So cell course program really is the best for parasites. And if we're dealing with allergies, you know, if that's what we're seeing in the blood work outside of the stealth infection, Malia is one that I like. Antronex, that's a standard process product. Humic and fulvic acid work really well. You can find that pretty readily. And then Camu Camu actually works pretty well on allergies. So I hope this was helpful, you know, where you can get and look in your own blood work and find the problems that your doctors are missing. Often doctors will see these numbers and completely ignore them. Or they'll just say, oh, you got some little infection, and then they move past it. Where that infection might be the cause of what's going on with you. It might be the cause of your headaches. It might be the cause of your fatigue and your pain. That's why I address them first. 
usually we we give the person on a program, we address the underlying infection, and then their symptoms get better. Their adrenals aren't working as hard. If we address stealth infection, gut, and adrenals, 90% of people will get better. So don't ignore these. Look to your blood work. If you don't have blood work, go get a CBC done. It's very cheap. I work with people on this all the time and often we'll spot something and be like, okay, let's work on this first. It at least gives you a starting point when you don't have answers as to what's going on with your blood work. So I hope this was helpful. Uh, please reach out to me if you have any questions and I'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Take Back Your Health with Dr. Richard Huntsman. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss the next episode. The information provided in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. The content presented here is not a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical question or before embarking on any new health program.